most wonderful show is Keeping up with the Joneses AJ Jones with the green eyes and a new haircut What is going on, baby? We are back, baby I'm not sure if I can remember how to do this I know, I I was having trouble just remembering to turn my phone on airplane mode And that I had to put on earphones I'm like, how does this work in logic again? <laughs> We had uh, people come over this week, didn't we, that were like, oh, is that where you record this in that little room? It was very funny. I was like, yep. In the little room with no air conditioning. Well, there is air conditioning, but there's like one vent and there's like three panes of floor to ceiling windows. Yeah. So it's like a heat box. In on, on hot, sunny days, we're like, hey, we're, we're suffering to bring you this podcast. It's our joy, though. <laughs> so since the last time we spoke, yes, I've been to Scotland and back again. You have. I am a year older. You are. And my voice sounds like Barry White. It does. Do you want to sing something for us? No. I think it's time for a massive recap on where we've been and what we're doing. <laughs> I think we need to do one of those things like the previously on episodes of Lost, only it's on episodes of Keeping Up with the Joneses. <laughs> so basically at the end of May, mm-hmm. I got some sad news that my father had passed away. Wow, it was the end of May? It was right at the end of May, which is wow. crazy because it's now July. Yeah. So bye-bye June. It's, yeah, it feels like that. Yeah. June was, got eaten. It was a bit of a shock because he was on vacation mm-hmm. in Croatia. And I won't retell the story because it is available on earlier episodes. But basically, he woke up in the morning. He thought he had food poisoning and then realized, no, I don't think it's food poisoning. And so we texted him and said, well, you should probably go to the GP. And later that night, he he passed away. And it turns out what we now know is he had a heart attack and was wandering around for 24 hours with the effects of that heart attack. And the cardiologist said, that type of heart attack normally kills people within a matter of seconds. So the fact that your dad lived for another 24 hours is quite remarkable. And his symptoms of like uh, feeling run down were his lungs just filling up with fluid. I, yeah. I don't know if this is appropriate to talk about. But anyway, it, it was... It was, interesting is the wrong word, but as soon as we heard that he was in the hospital, not knowing that he had passed away, my sister and her husband who lived in Scotland, they jumped on a plane, flew to Croatia, and, you know, by the time they got there, he'd, he'd passed away. Yeah. Uh, but they, it was, I'd, interesting is the wrong word, but maybe it was closure. They got to speak to all the hotel staff and the hospital staff and the cardiologist, and they pieced together the timeline that for us was completely missing. Plus, they got into his iPad and his iPhone and saw all the last photos that he'd taken. And wow. Yeah, it was, it was you know, when, when somebody dies, that sucks. It really does. But it's weird how knowing more information about how they died helps make it more approachable. You know, because you hear, yeah, because then you can process something because totally. you have information. Yeah, yeah, because we were over here not knowing a thing. And God bless my sister and brother-in-law. They they flew over. They sort out all the things you would never think about. Like, oh, we need a death certificate in English, not mm. just Croatian. And oh, we need his body flown back. And meanwhile, while they were doing all that and you know getting his belongings, my eldest sister. She was sorting out the funeral, which she couldn't do because the body wasn't back, so we couldn't speak to the undertaker. And then we found out there's this strange law in Scotland that if you die abroad, you're not allowed to be buried in Scotland. I mean, I think you are, but you're not. You have to go petition the Scottish office and say, hey, this is so-and-so, and he died. And So all that means there was a whole lot of red tape, which meant my sister and I, who live in America, we could do nothing. We couldn't book flights. We couldn't answer questions about when the funeral would be. We didn't have any of the answers that we have now. So it was all it was all a total blur. Mm-hmm. And I think when my mum passed away about two years ago, we at least knew it was coming. She 
she died of uh, of cancer and she'd been given a prognosis of you know n- not very long life. So we knew it was coming, but with that, it was it was out of the blue. Yeah. Anyway, completely the, shocking. The reason you haven't heard from us is I got on a plane, flew to Scotland, was there for ten days. Uh, and with everything going on, I didn't fancy trying to coordinate you in Nashville and me in Dundee trying to do a podcast. No. And then last week we were supposed to have one, but I forgot about this thing called jet lag, mm. which I thought I was okay till we got to Sunday evening when we record the podcast and it had well and truly kicked my butt. Yes. Well, babe, why don't you um, fill us in on your time there and, you know, just uh, what everything was like. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. This episode's more like therapy for Alan. So, <laughs> Lots of Alan, but I like it, the sound of your voice, so get, it works you for get, me. You get to listen to my <laughs> cathartic process of, of retiring. But we haven't even had time to sit down and, and talk about it. No, we still haven't. And you've been home for... A week and a half. Yeah, almost two weeks. We'll do that at some point. Yeah. So the funeral, we, you know, we did something at the graveside. We did something at the church. And then we did something at the hotel. The graveside is weird because you show up... And there's all these people that you feel some sense of, uh, like you should connect with them. But all I want to do is hide from them, not sure. them. Right. I'm like, I'm, not, I'm about to bury my dad. I don't know what protocol is here. Right. And we all arrived in different cars, so we weren't sure, like, it, do we walk up to the plot? Do we wait for his body? Uh, who knows? But here was the amazing thing that I didn't, I didn't foresee. I was genuinely touched by everyone who came. To be fair, there was a bunch of people I didn't know from my dad's work or from his church circles that, I, you know, I haven't lived in the UK in 14 or 15 years. So I didn't recognize some people, but lots of people came for me. And that was super touching. And by that, I mean, there's friends that I've had in Scotland, some of whom have never met my father. And yet they came, they took a day out of work or a half day off of work, drove a considerable distance just to be there. And that meant a lot. I didn't, yeah, that's super sweet. Yeah, it was it was nice to stand around and look up and see people I knew, and I was really really touched by that. I I actually got some text messages while you were giving your eulogy of just of pictures uh, of you speaking and, right. and whatnot, and just saying you, that you've done a lovely job. Well, I haven't got to the eulogy yet. This is yeah. still me at the graveside. Here's the other thing: I was like, nobody ever told me what protocol is at funerals. So I took lots of photos because I just thought I didn't take any photos with my mum. Yeah. And, you know, I don't even have a, I didn't even have a photo of the gravestone or anything like that. So rather morbidly, perhaps I took photos of the coffin. I took photos of the coffin in the ground. I just thought I need, I need something. Right. And I also wanted to share it with you because you, you couldn't be there. You were watching the kids and. So I took so I'll get to see those whenever we get our date. Sure, in. yeah, <laughs> sure. Hey, what do you want to do tonight? Hey, show me photos of your father's coffin. All right, baby. <laughs> but I, I must have looked weird because, to my knowledge, nobody else was taking photos. But I thought, you know what? You're just documenting things. I'm documenting for us. it. Yeah, it's, thank you. You know, it's it's my dad. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that was that. Then went to the church service and um, gave the eulogy. Yeah. Where, you know, I basically speak on behalf of my sisters and I, and we talk about my dad and... Which you did for your mom as well. Which I did for my mom. My yeah. mom's was really easy. I think probably because I'd had a year to think about it. Right. And we went over when, you know, the doctor said, you know, she's you need to call a family. She's not going to last much more than 10 days. And then she lasted like several months. But right. nevertheless, you know, you go over there. She's still alive. I, I got to speak to her. What would you like me to say? What are the things you don't want me to say? You know, so... You were thinking about it. Well, 
by the time I'd booked the flights to come over and see dad, I had like two nights to think about it. Right. Because now it was real. Right. And, you know, let's not, yeah, let's not forget that life doesn't pause for you when tragedy happens. So I literally got on the plane and thought, this is a red eye flight. I need sleep. And so I landed and thought, oh, now I only have a day to write the eulogy. And of course, I'd been thinking a little bit about it, but part of me was probably just putting it off because I didn't want to think about it. Sure. But it gave the eulogy, and you can listen to it. If you haven't listened to it, I'll put a link to it in the show notes if that's the type of thing you'd like to listen to. But I was shocked at what I got choked up about. Now, obviously, you're going to get choked up. You're, sure. you're You're honoring your father. It wasn't at the part that I thought I would get choked up. But okay. basically, in the eulogy, I say, to talk about my father without talking about two other people would be a disservice to who my father was. And those two people, of course, was my mom and the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I thought I would have lost it talking about my mom because, you know, obviously, well, you know, love my mom to pieces and my mom and dad were one unit for me. Yeah. And to think that he died of a broken heart and to think that she died on their wedding anniversary, you know, there was just so much yeah. poetic, emotional punch in that. But what what moved me was when I started talking about my dad's relationship with Jesus. Yeah. And oh, I I just couldn't keep it together. I actually <laughs> I actually edited the eulogy because in real life there were large long gaps with lots of sniffs. But <gasps> nope. I didn't know that. I heard the eulogy obviously because yeah. you posted on Facebook. Um, well, but it's mostly listens. it's mostly you looking at pictures. Like you're looking at pictures while you're talking. Right. I had no idea you'd edited it. Sneaky. Well, nobody wants to listen to somebody go, see, how would you like 10 minutes of that? Well, it's real. <laughs> it is real, but, you know, it's the equivalent of Photoshop for audio. So I, I, I shrunk that down. And then what's weird is, so you go to the grave, you do a eulogy, and then you get in a car and you head off to a hotel and you just eat sausage rolls and sandwiches. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, Ugh, no. Sausage rolls. That sounds disgusting. You know what? What? I'm going to have to rebuke you right now. Oh. <laughs> a, a Scottish sausage roll is a thing of beauty. Is it haggis? No, it's it's just plain old pork that's cold. It's, it, uh, that it doesn't, doesn't sound, sound that great. Sorry, babe. <laughs> I'll admit. I'm going to have to rebuke you and say that sounds disgusting. <laughs> I'll admit that it sounds terrible, but it, it was great. And then they had like strawberry tarts. And anyway, I just thought <laughs> it's a shame that somebody has to die before we can go to a hotel and stuff our faces with food. But Right. Again, that was good. And here was a thing that I didn't realize. I always knew what my dad did. He was a research scientist, a plant virologist. But that literally was the sum total of my knowledge. So his boss, his head of department came and talked about my dad. And then all his colleagues came up to me and just said, your dad was a rock star. Like your dad was a literal genius in our field. Uh, You know, everyone knew who he was. Plant virology rock star. Yeah. Yeah, I think... I think everybody knew he was a hidden Mick Jagger somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that was, yeah, that was, uh, and that all happens in one day and you're slightly jet lagged. Yeah. Yeah. It's a full day, isn't it? And then it was weird because you're on another time zone. Yes. So by the time you wake up, I've lived half my day. So that yeah. was just weird. Yeah. I, I don't enjoy being apart from you in 10 days. I mean, I think that's the longest we've ever been apart. Really? Yeah, I think so, because I think for your mom's funeral, you'd only gone for eight days. And before that, we had only been apart for four days. I love that you keep hold of information in like 2007. this. Yeah, I don't remember 2007. <laughs> it was strange. So that was the funeral. But what was 
the rest of your time in Scotland like other than many trips to Pizza Express? Come on, confess. <laughs> I did many trips to Pizza Express. It's one of the things I miss greatly. And Mars and Spencer's, the food emporium, where I went and, and visited. Um, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was so redemptive. Good. It was weird because so many memories got triggered by things I didn't know or anticipate. Things like the fabric softener. I'd get into bed and the sheets smelled like they did as a little boy. The same fabric software my mom's, mom's evidently used for like 40 years. Right. And I was just like, oh, I remember this. And then other strange things like the dimensions of my house I'd forgotten. You know, I grew up in that house as a young boy. Yeah. And so everything looked massive. Well, now I'm a hulking... Hulking Scottish man. Oh, well, now... <laughs> <laughs> now let's just say my frame is slightly different. So I was like... Do I have to turn sideways to fit through these doors? And <laughs> the ceilings are really low. And, you know, just all these sorts of things. Yeah. And I I loved being with my sisters. I think I said on the last podcast, I, I had this somewhat romantic notion of the four of us, you know, sitting around, you know, remembering things and laughing. And it really was like that. It was, it was wonderful to have three of my sisters, all four of us together and just laughing, all being on the same page, really, mm-hmm. about, you know, stuff that we found. Interesting things that my mum held on to, because my, my, bless her, my father clearly neither had the emotional or physical energy to clean out my mum's stuff when she passed on. Right. We didn't anticipate that. So cleaning out my mum's stuff and cleaning out my dad's stuff, so many memories. I'll tell you one of my favourite things, babe, was we found over 3,000 slides. Wow. Remember old, like, 35 millimeter slides? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And of course, we... We'd never seen them, or if we had, it was years and years ago, because my dad would have had to get a slide projector down. So we found tons of them, and God bless my nephews, they scanned in over 3,000 slides. Wow, that's amazing. And I got to browse through them, and there are all these photos of me when I lived in New Zealand. Our, our whole family lived in New Zealand when I was, I don't know, I was born in 74, so three, I was three years old. Mm. And Cinefilm, do you remember Cinefilm? No. Cinefilm was like, silent movie that sounds terrible it was like the first handheld video camera it didn't record sound it recorded it onto like moving negative film strips and then you needed a projector to display it well my dad had got that transferred to vhs and i in turn brought over some nerdy equipment to import vhs so watching these slides from distant memories uh, it was just, it was wonderful. And, you know, watching me at the same age MJ is now with my father, who is probably the same age as I am now, that that was weird. That was, wow. that was trippy, but, but wonderful. So imported hundreds of videos, came home with 20,000 photos and 2,000 videos on a hard drive. Wow. Many Impressive. Of, many of which were previously unseen to me. Mm-hmm. So it was surreal, really surreal, but so redemptive. I spent lots of time with my family, lots of time on my own with the Lord, just walking around, thanking him for my upbringing, thanking him for Scotland. It was really weird leaving, thinking, in all likelihood, I'm never coming back here. You mean to Dundee? Yeah, well, certainly the house. We're going to sell the house. So this anchor, which I'd never thought of, is now no longer there. Right. So in previous years where I've left by my choice, I no longer have an option to return to what was previously there and perhaps I took for granted. So so that was weird. Yeah, that makes sense, though. Can I tell you what my favourite thing was? Yeah. And Sorry, listeners, as you indulge my my therapy session here. I'm, I'm with my... 
I'm in my old bedroom, which is now my father's office. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a particularly sentimental person. So my sisters have been very, very kind. Going, do you want any dad's handkerchiefs? Or do you want his belt or his you know, cufflinks or any of his books or his Bible? And, you know, there's nothing that I'm, I'm being attached to, really. Nothing that I'm like, uh, no, I don't think I want those. But I'm sitting one night and I look up and I haven't seen this before, but there's our family crest. Now, I say our family crest, but Jones is a very, very common name. And apparently my father or my mother, probably more likely, had paid for, uh, you know, the Jones family crest, the meaning, the historical meaning, where it all came from. And as I'm reading, you know, this blurb about Jones, it comes along and it says this phrase, Jones means Jehovah has favored. Wow. And I'm, I'm just kind of left speechless because the whole topic of favor was something that the Lord had to drag me into. I was not raised with an understanding of the favor of God. I was raised with, you just keep your head down, you just persevere, um, you just plow through, and you hope to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. No right. no concept of the delight of the Lord, no concept of favor or honor, any of those things. And so it was the Lord who, who kind of ambushed me and was like, no, no, you need to understand, this is what I have paid for, this is something you're not receiving. And if I'm honest, it, it the whole topic of exploring favor was a part of my relationship with the Lord that I don't think my parents had a grid for. Sure. Like, I remember one day calling my mom and, and telling her about we'd just been upgraded to first class. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, we used to fly a ton. So to be upgraded was amazing. And my mom, you know, there was a, she didn't know what to do. And she didn't sound happy about it. Right. And I was like, what what button is this pushing? Like, this is this is a weird, a weird thing. Right. She thought it was luck, which is strange because she didn't like thinking about luck. But she didn't have a concept that there would be a space that God would be kind to you in a material sense. Right. All the kindness of God was wrapped up in spiritual terms, which is to be sure. But anyway, here's me on the one hand journeying with the Lord discovering all this stuff about the kindness of God, the graciousness of God, the favor of God is something that's become very, very real to me. And in the middle of grief, in the middle of losing my mom and now losing my dad and, you know, just packing up all my parents' stuff and and either giving it to charity stores or, or taking it to the trash, in the middle of this, I discover that my name means God has favored. And it was such a tender moment really from the lord i love that the, I, yeah it's one of the things i brought home not coincidentally i spoke on favor this week at uh emanate because yes. obviously it was at the forefront of my head so yeah. if you haven't heard any teaching on favor if that's piqued your interest i'll put a link in the show notes to it um all about favor so that's enough from alan aj how was your time not podcasting? You were basically left at home with the kids yeah. and did my job and your job at Grace Center and, and parented the kids. So talk to me about what, what's happened to you in the last three weeks. It was, it was actually, it was, it was pretty good. The kids did great. Um, pretty much the only crying was at night, you know, just they'd go to bed and wish you were there to, to tuck them in or whatever. But I kind of just kept them as busy as I could during the day so that, they managed to make it through without really, you know, feeling your absence at every moment, if that makes sense. So I tried to, you know, take them on right. some sort of activity every day, which, of course, on the days that I'm working, meant it was pretty tiring at night. But um, I, I was really blessed in that we have, you know, Kate, who lives with us and Cindy, who came over for a couple of days. And so it was kind of a team effort at, 
you know, marshaling the troops, as it were. Takes a village. It really does. And then, you know, some people brought us food and stuff like that. So um, it, it wasn't as hard as it could have been by any stretch of the imagination. And, and uh, the kids did real well. And you did real well. Yeah. You yeah. were amazing. Thank you. I came yeah. home and you were in one piece. I loved it. Yeah. I am in one piece. Um, I'm trying to think what I did while you're gone. I'm working on a, a new course for Grace Center. So I did some work on that. And You painted the kitchen. I painted the kitchen while and you were gone. your garden is full and overflowing. <gasps> it is. But I've just discovered, first of all, uh, I thought I had two massive zucchini plants. And then it became clear that one of them was definitely not a zucchini plant, but growing some sort of uh, squash. And so we thought it was probably a butternut squash because the person who had given it to me had said it's probably butternut. Uh, It turns out it's probably um, ornamental white pumpkins, tiny ornamental white pumpkins. Okay, not to be a total gardening Luddite here, but what is the point of an ornamental vegetable? Yeah. I don't know. Apparently, we can't eat them. And if it is an or- ornamental one, apparently there's two, well, there's several different kinds of white pumpkin. Uh, but it looks like it's the tiny little or- ornamental ones that you just use as decorations or Like on Christmas trees? Or, or on Christmas trees. Yeah, like what do they decorate? Um, like for fall decorations, people paint them gold or paint them silver or, you know, use them as table centerpieces yeah. and pull them up and plant a taco tree <laughs> well i was frustrated and i thought i'm just gonna go dig it up because it's taking up space for my cucumbers anyway and if i can't eat it then i don't want it but i did think the kids would probably enjoy painting them or doing something with them so remember when you were a kid and you had a pet rock yes maybe they could have like a pet decorative pumpkin Yes, maybe they could have a pet decorative pumpkin. Here you go, guys. Merry Christmas. <laughs> but now I've discovered that it is a vining plant, as apparently is the cucumber, so I have to build two trellises to help it grow. I don't know what trellises. It's like a it's like a a a grid thing that you make out of wood. Well, I could buy one, but it'd be like so much cheaper to just make it and you know how I like to build stuff. Mm-hmm. So um Is it like a ladder? Yeah, kinda like that. All right. So, so that they can kind of grow and not be on top of each other and still get sun and that kind of stuff. So, cool. So you gardened, you I painted gardened. a kitchen. I painted a kitchen, and you stayed sane. Yep. I also managed to catch hundreds of Japanese beetles. So you know, it's been a full week. <laughs> you also managed to behind the scenes plan my birthday surprise. I did. I did, and that was really super fun. I. Uh, posted something on Facebook. I just thought, you know what? This has been a pretty intense month for you. And I wanted you to feel like super celebrated on your birthday. And so I just posted something saying, hey, I'd love to get Alan a drone. Um, If anybody wants to join me, kind of, you know, let me know. And this is how you would give. And I had to figure out how they would. Wait, that was the goal, to get me a drone. I wanted to get you a drone. And how did you know I wanted the drone? Because you talked about it a lot. So I sort of pay attention to... But think about all the stuff I talk about on any given day. But then you'll change your mind fairly quickly. And so I just sort of watched for what was the reoccurring, you know, want of your heart over the last couple of months. And you just kept watching videos about what it did and all that kind of stuff. And then when Michaela got a drone, you were all like... (gasps) The drone, but by that time I'd already started the Facebook thing, and so I was pretty firm that I was getting a drone. Okay. Um, 
Well, well, you did well. Thank you. Because I did want a drone. Well, I I just posted something. Who did well was our incredible friends and community that all sort of gathered around and gave an enormous amount of money. An, an enormous amount of money. Yes. Can I tell a story? Yeah. So, you know, birthdays... Birthdays have been a weird thing historically. You've totally redeemed birthdays because you're Thanks, so good baby. at it. You, you, on my first birthday with you, my thirtieth birthday, you blew me out of the water. I'd never, I've never been celebrated like that. You were astonishing. So you really redeemed birthdays. You know, historically, um, you really redeemed birthdays for me. So you said to me, "What do you want to do this year?" And I was like, "You know what? I'd love to have you know a couple of friends over. Just you know, keep it really small, and we'll just eat tacos. Because what better way to celebrate?" than Mexican food. Right. And so that's what I thought was happening. And you were like, hey, just because you're away, can I just try and plan things? Wednesday, the actual day of your birthday, um, you know, we're going to go out with Jeff and Becky. They're only in town for one day, really, before they head out again. So can we do dinner with them? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Thursday, let's do our family dinner. And I'm you know, I'm like, great. And then Friday, we'll just have people over. So I'm like, great, three-day celebration. That's perfect. Yeah. And so I got off the plane and, you know, a week later, it was my birthday, and you were very, very sweet. You you said, I know you just like to buy your nerdy stuff, so here's um, some money, just from the family, just from the kids and from me, and just think about what you want. So I'm left going, oh, what am I going to buy? And, you know, I, my producer just goes into <laughs> skyrocket. So we go for dinner with Jeff and Becky, have a great night with them. They they were traveling California. Jeff's now off to Africa, and so, you know, we got um, a time to connect. And I come home with you. And Cindy's babysitting our kids, and I walk in, and as soon as I walk in, I can see three wrapped presents, yeah, which well, are not drone shaped. So, so here's the thing: Cindy was my epic partner in crime. So, and she's a good partner in crime. Oh, to have. she is. She is great. First of all, she loves giving gifts, and she's yeah. really good at surprises. So, it's really fun to work with her because we were like the whole time you were gone, but also for the last two weeks. We've been texting every day about organizing things and then her saying, hey, this arrived today. And She's like a stealth you know, gift-giving oh, ninja. Yeah, she's awesome. So we we had a plan and our plan kept having to shift with, you know, oh, we're actually going to do this now. No, we're going to do that. So she was extremely flexible and ready to go. So I came home thinking, you know, that was nice to be with Jeff and Becky. And I walk in and there's Cindy grinning like a Cheshire cat on ecstasy. <laughs> like, That's a great way of putting right, what's it. happening. And there's three gifts, and I can tell instantly, just by the shape of the box, I know exactly what's in them before I even open up. That's so funny. I just knew that's a subwoofer, and those two are rear speakers for my Sonos setup. And I'll put a link in the show notes to about what Sonos is, because it'll change your life. And so I'm I'm just giddy. Um, not, I mean, not like Jesus, but like, you know, it, it's right. still life-changing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I open up this, she hands me this card, I open up this card, and I, I read one by one. There's over a hundred people in our community who have given, and I, now I don't know anything. All I know is that's a subwoofer and some speakers, and, and I know how much that costs. And really, when you say 100 people in our community, you're talking about like the larger community, because there's people that gave from Scotland and yeah. Canada and New Zealand. I mean, just all, all over, over the, the place. place. It's, it was astonishing. Yeah. And when I say 100 people, that was a hundred li- over 100 lines, and so that includes couples. And so it, I'm still working through my thank you letters. So I, I know how much subwoofer costs. I know how much the satellite speakers have cost because, you know, I've been dreaming and budgeting for years on that. And it, I just, there's no way that I could, in all honesty, budget for those things. So, I, But I know right. how much they cost. And, and our subwoofer died, what, four years ago? Right. Yeah. And so I'm undone. I'm just thinking, oh, my 
gosh. And the fact that it's this specific brand and you knew all these, you know, it's, it's hitting all the little chat boxes of my heart. And I'm reading all these names, some people from, you know, years and years ago that I've had friendships with. Some people, like you said, here in Nashville, uh, you know, all over the world. Yeah. And I'm just undone. I'm undone by the effort that it must have taken to coordinate that in secret. I'm undone by the fact that I haven't noticed you know, I haven't even been aware. You said that there's people coming up to you at church and giving you yeah. cash in front of me. And for whatever reason, I was blinded by the Lord. I didn't know a thing. Well, you know, it. I mean, both times that that happened, you were looking in the opposite direction. But I was literally like, I mean, taking things and just shoving them in my pockets, hoping I'd gotten it deep enough in my pocket, you know, kind of thing. But so, I usually have yeah. a pretty good radar for when things are going on, you yeah. know, suspiciously, but yeah. nothing. And so, you know, I open up this and I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking, this is so awesome. I'm going to hook all this up tonight. It's going to be amazing. And, and I, you know, I'm a nerd at heart, so I just love any technology. I'm going to wire it all up. Nerd, I'm yeah. going to, you know, tune it and it's going to be amazing. So I think I, I, I'm literally overwhelmed at this point. Like that is hugely abundant, hugely generous. And I'm, you know, I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's unbelievable. And then Cindy pulls out this tiny little red, box and i think i think it's probably some sort of little trinket from cindy you know it's like her little personal gift oh and i want to get you this and she is very sentimental like we're we're like opposite ends of the spectrum so i'm thinking now she's probably got me like i don't know like a a toad a pottery toad or something or a thimble that i'm gonna (laughs) keep forever okay (laughs) and that's what i'm thinking is you know and it's wrapped up in way too much tissue paper and so i open up and it's like wads of cash and i'm like what and so there's a couple of 20s and then there's hundreds and then there's more hundreds and there's more. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. So I just make it rain. I just thought, <laughs> just, da, 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 you know, just, I'm uncomfortable. Here we go. Yeah. And she says, oh, that's a little over $1,500. And I'm like, wait, what now? I just made it rain with $1,500. Pick up all those dollars. <laughs> Pick up all those hundred dollar bills. Make sure we find everyone. <laughs> so now I'm like, wait, wait, what's happening? And, you know, Cindy's, of course, you know, giddy as can be. And she's like, what are you going to spend it on? I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, I have a gratitude hangover right now. Like, I'm, right. I can't concentrate. Right. I can't, th- like, I don't know. Like, what? And just as I'm reeling from that one-two punch, she pulls out uh, a case and hands me a case. And I open up the case and it's empty. But it's a molding for a drone. And I'm like, wait, you, you, you got me a drone as well? Hmm. And uh, the long story is the drone just got released about two weeks ago. Yeah. And you'd ordered it, but it was stuck in China. Yeah. And it wasn't due to come till Monday. So anyway, it's just just this huge big blur that was like just this emotional whiplash, you know, being in Scotland, in grief, come back, loved by, a, you know, a world of friends and family. Oh, it's just, you know, just absolutely, you know, yo-yoed. And then, because God's so good, uh... The drone got delivered the next day, was it? Yeah, it got delivered early. So it came Friday. Came Friday. I was expecting it to come... Uh, Monday. Monday. And I was like, mm-hmm. wait, what What? What? What happened? And so I've been trying to play with it, but I, I put my back out a little bit, so it's hard to stand up. But I have played with it. But it's the first piece of technology I've ever owned where I'm like, I really need to read the manual because I don't know what I'm doing. So okay, I've, I like it that you have to read the manual, because I almost always have to read the manual. <laughs> well, I've read the manual, and I think shortly after recording this, we're going to go out and 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 spy on our neighbors. 
Wait, yeah. no, that's not right. Let's spy on the neighbors. <laughs> We're going to do something. <laughs> so anyway, needless to say, my heart is fully alive and loved by everybody who wrote to me to express sorrow at my father's passing. I, I appreciate every single tweet and Facebook post and email and text. Thank you so much. It, it meant a lot. And on the other end of the spectrum, everybody who wished me happy birthday and and then everybody who gave just so extravagantly just undid me and i i so appreciate it i'm i am like a giddy nerd i have my dream sauna set up i have a drone and i'm currently doing a wish list of all the permit i couldn't sleep i had this like mental excel spreadsheet in my head of like what if i could do this and then i could buy this and then but what if i do this and then i get to buy you know so i'm just spinning and you know all these things are testimonies all about the goodness and the favor and the kindness of god I think it's quite fun. I loved, because uh, I videotaped you from the moment that we walked in. I noticed that later. <laughs> and so I had several people come up to me at church this morning and say how much fun they had watching the video and how shocked you were. Like they could tell you didn't know how to process what was happening, which was really lovely. I had to confiscate Cindy's phone though, because I think she thought she was shooting a documentary. And so there's just the camera. Every every time I looked, I just grabbed her phone and said, that now it's confiscated. <laughs> The other thing that happened that, honestly, I think I could, you know, send to the world's funniest home videos or whatever it was, was the toad in the sink incident. Oh, my gosh. So we woke up one morning. I'm trying to think it was like maybe Thursday morning or Wednesday morning or something. And we came into the kitchen and Kate said, you know, and now on this episode of Strange Things at the Jones House, there's a toad in our sink. And it was like in the sink that the drying rack sits in, under the drying rack sitting in the drain was this toad. That looked dead. It looked dead. It and we dried ran, out. We ran water on it and stuff, and it didn't move or anything. And so, of course, you being the man in the house, we voted you for toad removal duties. Right, which I was thrilled about. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if we can post a link to the video, but you you went to get kitchen tongs. Uh, to get it out, and it turns out it was very much alive. <laughs> and it attacked me. I mean, the reason I it reacted <laughs> the way I did is it snarled at me and it pounced at me. And I just calmly stepped back just to save my life. And uh, okay, there's nothing to see. Let's is that what you're going to say? Because we're not posting the video. Or if you want the truth, you can look at my Instagram account. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but anyway, so there was there was fun with that, and also I I discovered snapchat filters so that's also fun you are hysterical like you the and i you know listen we all have our own little (laughs) idiosyncrasies that give us tremendous joy but you will spend hours in the corner just giggling to yourself about all these snapchat filters the trouble is there's a couple of snapchat filters that when you use them um i go weak at the knees i'm like oh baby (laughs) Do you want to discuss which no, Snapchat? No, no, no. Nobody needs to hear that. But they don't keep Suffice the same... Suffice to say, it's not the one with the big eyes, big mouth, and no nose, because that one's terrifying. But you just love it. You you just think it's the best thing since sliced bread. It, it amuses me greatly. And you're not even on Snapchat, are you? Well, I mean, technically, yes, I guess, because I had to start an account, but I've never used it. I just use the filters and then... Create like, a video. Yeah, create a video and save it and then post it to Instagram if if it's amusing to me. But I like the I like the fox one with the glasses, but it's gone now. So I, I don't know. I don't know enough about Snapchat to know whether it's going to come back or not. Oh, my gosh. It's yep. so funny. <laughs> so that's us, I think, pretty much caught up. Again, yes. thank you, you wonderful, patient podcast audience. I, I so appreciate all your grace, all the space, 
Sorry we didn't get a podcast out last week. I, I really don't like doing that. But I did underestimate the power of jet lag. But it, I feel great. I'm glad to be back. We're caught up. Here's what we'd love you to do is send us your questions. Go to alanandaj.com slash ask. A-L-Y-N is how you spell my name. alanandaj.com slash ask. Ask us your questions. And next week, we're going to wade through the most pressing issues that we get from our listeners. And you can get the show notes for this week at alanandaj.com slash 156. And then lastly, you had a bit of bad news this week. Your mom fell today. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I just uh, finished speaking this morning, literally, and then got this text from my sister saying that my mom had fallen over and broken her hip. And so um, they took her to hospital and x-rayed her and it is in fact broken. Um, And then they gave her morphine, which apparently she reacted badly to. So they're trying to work all that out and they're taking her into surgery this evening. So apparently they're putting in a plate and two screws, but she is 81 and uh, lives in a house with stairs. So there's just a whole bunch of adjustment that's having to happen in our family. And of course, I live really far away. So that's a little hard. I'd love you to pray for my mom Mm. um, that she recovers real quick. Well, baby, it's been great to be back in the podcast seat. (laughs) Thank you guys for being with us. We can't wait to speak with you all next week. Have a fantastic week. Bye. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games. Paleo donuts and the kindness of God The things we deal with every day From Franklin, Tennessee They are just like you and me Alan and AJ Keeping up with the Joneses Keeping up with the Joneses Sharing their life experiences Keeping up with the Joneses Talk about faith in God And everything under the sun If you are a human being There's something here for everyone